Welcome to Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, a podcast dedicated to helping modern-day believers live out the teachings of the first century church. This podcast is part of the teaching ministry of Dr. David K. Bernard. Dr. Bernard has dedicated his life to studying the Bible and helping believers apply its message to their daily lives. In Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, Dr. Bernard answers your questions about what the Bible teaches and how those teachings apply to everyday life. Thank you for joining us for this broadcast. So I've been looking on the internet and I found out that the moon landing was faked, the earth is flat, 9-11 was an inside job, COVID-19 was a hoax, and there's a secret organization called the Illuminati that is actually running the world from behind the scenes. Of course, I'm referring to popular conspiracy theories that seem like that they've gained a lot of traction online. Conspiracy theories have been around for a long time. It it does seem like, at least from many people's point of view, that since the Internet came into widespread use, they've just spread faster and faster. Now, obviously, we're not going to ask you today to respond to all of those conspiracy theories. But in general, how do you think Christians should respond to conspiracy theories? Are they harmless or is there something more that Christians should think about with all this? You know, I read an interesting article that really helped me understand what was going on. And here's what it said. The origin of a lot of conspiracy theories is this. When people feel like their life is out of control, uh, usually because of world events, so such such as a pandemic or a war or something that threatens their life that they can't control, then they grasp for something that will help explain it because then that makes them feel like they're in control again. And it helps them manage their fears. So I really believe a lot of conspiracy theories uh, originate with this desire to make sense of something that is horrifying or out of control so that we can somehow feel like we're back in control. We know what's really going on. So we can pigeonhole it. We can label it. We can put it in a box and maybe we can take some steps that, you know, and, and most people are ignorant, but we know. So that gives us a sense of power, a sense of control, and and a sense of order in our lives. And now, I will say also, some conspiracy theories, most of them usually have a grain of truth, and some of them have a lot of truth. And when you have um, evil things happening in government, and uh, sometimes the conspiracy turns out to be true, and then that that validates, so one thing turns out to be true, so that validates a hundred things. So, so how do we address this? Well, first of all, we have to have a strong relationship with God. That's how we control our lives and our fears is turn it over to God. So instead of relying upon conspiracy theories and so-called secret knowledge, superior knowledge, where we know something that 99% of the world doesn't know, that's not the answer. But our relationship with God, which perhaps 99% of the world wouldn't have. That helps us in a positive way to gain control of our lives and our emotions and our thoughts. So I would first of all say build a strong relation with God, being full of the Holy Spirit, trusting in the Lord, turn your fears to him. Uh, And the Bible is full of statements, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. You know, don't be anxious for anything. Um, you know, you you let the Lord give you peace. Um, uh, su- sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. You know, tomorrow, don't be plan for tomorrow, but don't be worried about tomorrow. Put it in God's hands. That would be my first uh, statement. My second statement is study the word of God. So a lot of conspiracy theories 
are just going to be ruled out by uh, being firmly grounded in Scripture and the Word of God. Now, I will say uh, the Bible doesn't try to teach about modern technology or science or so on. So don't look at the Bible as some sort of secret code book, some kind of scientific textbook. So some theories, some what I call think of as crazy theories like the flat earth is based on people that just don't know how to understand the Bible or they put the Bible in the wrong place. So the Bible talks about the corners of the earth. So, so the earth must be flat. Well, that's not even what the Bible is trying to say. It's just using normal speech that people would use, descriptive speech, uh, but it's not meaning, meaning to teach some scientific theory. And to me, the flat earth theory, so I, I guess a side note would be, it, it, depending on what you're prone to, but do some study of history, do some study of science, um, do some study of politics, and do broad, well-rounded study with credible sources and if it relates to science or medicine, go to reputable journals that are peer-reviewed. And you, you kind of have to read widely to get a sense of a subject. So if you really want to delve into some aspect of science or medicine or history, don't just go by one theorist. They, they can be very convincing. They may have a doctorate behind their name. Or at least the Internet says they have a doctorate behind their name. You know, they may be very well-spoken. They, they, you know, 10 people... Who, who, as far as you know, may be their relatives, may extol them. But if you really want to know the subject, you have to read broadly. Who are the um, recognized, knowledgeable people? And look at the critics of that person and study their point of view. If you're really going to delve into it, uh, do wide reading and then read credible books with bibliographies and then go check those bibliographies. And if you can see some people are just depending on the same little circle, whereas other people are depending on a broad spectrum and you start reading the broad spectrum, you start getting a well-rounded view. And so like the flat earth theory, if you just do a little reading, I can disprove that very easily. Go to a harbor, go to the ocean, watch boats leaving. And what you'll find out, like a sailing boat, as it disappears over the horizon, the hull disappears first and the mass disappears last. Why? Because the curvature of the earth is already starting to play. If, if the earth were flat, you should see the whole boat completely until it goes beyond your sight and it should disappear. And so that's a simple example. If you just do a little reading of a variety of sources, then you can easily dispel some of those. I think the same thing about uh, people going to the moon. And if you read a variety of sources, look at a variety of photos, I think you can you can have a sense of what's right and what's not right. Um, so, so if you're really going to get into that, you need to read widely and deeply and broadly credible sources, check the sources, don't take anything for granted, and certainly don't just let one person with some clever sounding scheme just convince you um so but but to me uh those are secondary i i and i i think the main thing is if we put our faith in god and we put our faith in the word of god and then when it comes to practical application here's where i get concerned if whether it's a preacher or a saint if their main subject of discussion is try to push this theory on you and they're trying to convince everybody to believe it 
What's going on there? You should be having that passion for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it really doesn't matter if somebody believes in a flat earth or a round earth or or even various other theories, if you can get them to the gospel of Jesus Christ and full of the Holy Ghost and pursuing holiness and and bearing the fruit of the Spirit and taking charge of their life in a positive way, then these other issues are going to be minor issues or non-issues. So I would be very cautious of somebody's jumping on a theological bandwagon to try to prove some, uh, you know, minority view, and that becomes their main focus. Uh, then they're not putting their main focus on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to me, that's what's most important of all. Thank you for listening to this episode of Apostolic Life in the 21st Century. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. We also appreciate it when you share Apostolic Life in the 21st Century with a friend or family member. Finally, join us again next time as we look at how the Bible applies to everyday life.